0: Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. I got a nice, uh, I want to spread this back to you. I want to thank all of you for helping out, for camp meeting and all that took place the last uh, four months actually. Yesterday I got a contact from Jesse Green saying, you guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, The majority of the volunteers were from this house, and I appreciate all the hard sweat and tears, setting up, taking down tents, cooking, moving, praying. Yeah, praise the Lord. I just thank you all for that, and um, we're praying into, okay, Lord, what are the next steps? Meeting with some leaders actually uh, met this week, and we're just praying into what the Lord's gonna do. We've got some really fun stuff that's coming. We've got um, William Wood and his wife coming, uh, middle of August. And then yesterday, I guess it was uh, Wednesday, we had a conference call with Abner Suarez. He's getting married this Saturday. Some of you know Abner, real friend of the house. We're going up there and and then they're coming here for a outpouring conference with, uh, we'll get that to you in November. And he and his new bride, she leads worship, she's an amazing lady. So we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun. I think September, um, things are gonna crack wide open again. We'll start some probably Friday night meetings. I'm praying into that. There'll be some regular stuff. We may start here in the sanctuary, and then maybe we'll set up our tent, and we'll see where that goes from there. Amen? So just be praying. We, wanna, we don't do anything out of um, ex- expectation that is ours, but being led by the Spirit. Amen? So let me ask you a question. What do you see? A glass? It's empty, okay. Let me ask you now what you see. What do you see now? A quarter full, oh, quarter full, not not three quarters empty? Okay, you guys are good, I like it. Let me ask you, do you normally see yourself as a half empty or half full person? You don't have to answer that. You don't have to turn to your husband or your wife either and say, he's talking to you, right? (laughs) Um, We've shared this before. The neurologists say we get between 50 and 75,000 thoughts per day. Not all of them rise to the level of consciousness. Um, But three quarters of them, I don't know how they measure this, but three quarters of them are negative. So if you wonder why this sadness, depression, despair, anxiety, fear, that's gripping, right? Uh, just, some of you say, I can't look at the news. <laughs> I just can't look at it anymore, right? And so, I want us to, last week we shared about like fragile clay jars, we contain this great treasure. Right, in this, we, we looked at why would God put this amazing treasure in these real fragile containers? And then we talked through the whole understanding of, well, how come bad things keep happening? And we looked at why. And we looked at what uh, James tells us in one two. He says, count it all joy when you come into trials and troubles and tribulation. And we, I don't know if you're all honest, but I shared with you that I don't count it all joy when trouble comes. Right? I'm learning, You know, pray for me. That Oh great, another trial, another trouble. Great opportunity for perseverance, right? And so we, we, we balance that. So this week, this is gonna be generally a pretty rough message, um, but I, I believe it's purposeful. I've been dwelling with the Holy Spirit in this for about two weeks, so I don't know if I'll get through all of it. We'll see, we'll pick up. But I want us to realize that what's going on in the earth right now is part of a perfect storm that the Lord himself is orchestrating. And there comes a time, we know free will is one of our greatest gifts that he gives us. We have a choice we can choose, right? You can go to hell or you can go to heaven, it's your choice. He can woo you, can view you, makes you all the circumstances available so that you would make the right decision, but it still comes down to your choice. And that will cause you all of eternity, one place or another. Make no mistake about that. So free will matters, but there's a point where sovereign God says, there is no more free will involved in this part. I'm taking over. And whatever you think or what I'm gonna make it have is gonna be the fullness of time, he talks about. And I believe we're rapidly approaching that. I'm gonna share some things that maybe you know about, maybe you don't, but I've been kind of researching a bunch of stuff this week and last week. First of all, let me ask you a question which goes along with the half-full, half-empty concept, what got the Israelites, when they're wandering in the desert, after he sends a savior, Moses, gets them out of Egypt, does all these miraculous things, crosses them into, what gets them in trouble in the desert? Complaining. Grumbling, complaining, which is rooted in unbelief. You look Doubt. at the what's the root, right? Doubt, unbelief, fear. So when you look at what, God just does not like unbelief. He doesn't like a lack of faith. Remember, I shared Wednesday night, we just finished up about six weeks or seven weeks of deliverance training, and he said, when they come to deliver the boy who's demonized, and the three are up on the mountain, Jesus and the three, Peter, James, and John are up in Mount Transfiguration, the Father speaks, they come off the mountain, and they come down, and the nine disciples who are behind, they're probably like, how come we don't get to go up there? I don't know what their issue was, but they weren't part of the inner group. They come down and there's a man who has a son who's demonized and he asks the nine, can you please deliver my son? And they're unable to do it. Jesus' response to them when he comes down, here's all the commotion, what's going on? He's just been with the Father, had an affirmation. Moses and Elijah, I mean, you gotta, can you imagine being on that mountaintop experience, right? Peter wants to make altars and They both, Peter and John later in their writings before they die, actually share that moment. We were there on the mountain when the Father spoke. And he says, let that be a point. I'm getting electrified right now. uh, That's gotta be a moment that you'll never forget, right? You can't unsee that moment, right? And so they come off the mountain from this high point and what's all the racket? I asked your disciples to deliver my son and he couldn't. His response is, you faithless and perverse. Another translation, Luke says, you corrupt, you faithless and corrupt people. Bring the boy to me and he delivers him. Later when they do their after action report back at the ranch, right? They, so why couldn't we do that? Because you didn't have sufficient faith. So faith is a really, really big deal and a measure of your grumbling and your complaining and mine is usually a lack of faith and believing the glass is half empty or three quarters empty. If you're looking at the glass as partially empty, you need to change your outlook. I need to change my outlook. One of the things that I guess is that place where we lack the fruit of the Spirit. You ever get poked in a way that, you know, you just react? Like uh, the last two, I'll be transparent for a minute. The last two days I was out at the farm, I had to cut three acres of of grass and our Dixie chopper, it's been kind of old and and, uh, we broke several belts because the mower deck is misaligned. So I went down and got parts to it and broke another belt. I'm like, yay. so, it's real hot, it's 107 degrees with the heat index. Um, I'm all covered up, I got, you know, anyway. So, instead of saying, yay, I have three acres of grass to cut, and I'm so glad it's not raining, and I'm so glad that I have a riding lawnmower that is now operating, um, it's like, oh, woe well, is me stuff. Yesterday, we got this palm tree that died and we have a tree that needed, so I am like drenched from head to toe yesterday and my wife comes out and is making some suggestions and I'm not responding in the fruit of the spirit very well, which is on me, you know? And so I know that never happens to you, but there's this place where, thank God, so I get my chainsaw, it's all been tuned up. Did you ever cut, try to cut a dead palm tree with a chainsaw? Man, I've cut more trees than, than, you know, Carter's got liver pills from every place I've lived. And so this is really the first time, I'm like, oh my, it's like rubber. And I'm like, this thing should have been done in a hurry and it wasn't and anyway. My point is, thank God that I had a chainsaw. I got it cut. When I went in, drenched from head to toe, I started looking up. What is the health benefits of sweating? (laughs) There really are a bunch, I'm telling you. If you want to get rid of toxins, read it. So I was like celebrating as I'm sitting there literally (laughs) drenched from every, anyway, what's the point? We need to change our attitude. We need to change our outlook and our belief system and start becoming a people that this is not the way we should look at things. Ron sent this out, so I'm sitting down this morning looking at my notes, and Ron sends this out. I'm like, how does he know this? <laughs> Here's what Ron puts it out to Kingdom Men, etc. in the morning at seven o'clock. I hear the bing, it says, Ron just sent me something. It says, I've called you to be light and love and wisdom. Sometimes that simply means having a positive attitude in a negative world. I said, okay, Holy Ghost, I get it. I've repented already this morning for my lack of fruit. Um, It's easy to point out everything that's wrong, but when you see from my point of view, you're able to unmask that truth to those who come across your path. Don't be sucked into the enemy's trap by hanging around people that are negative. And when you find yourself around them, be a voice of truth and show them what, you, what I see. It's easy to gripe and complain when you only notice the bad things. But what I want you to stop and purposefully look around and find the beauty, see the good. This doesn't mean you should ignore the facts. It means you aren't ruled by them. It means you think like me and discover the good hidden in every situation. Look intentionally for what is right. And if you see darkness and corruption and it weighs heavy on your heart, that may be the very place that I've called you to be the light. Then Isaiah 55, he says, my thoughts and mercy are not like yours and my ways are different. My ways are higher than the heavens and the earth. My ways are above yours. So I just wanna encourage us to be really glad and count it all joy when it doesn't seem to be going the way you think it ought to be going. Now I want to give you some facts. So just kind of track with me if you haven't heard these things but I'm going to lay out a number of current environmental, political, situational tracks that facts that are going on in the earth at this moment, and then I'm gonna do my best to tie them into prophetically scriptured We are in an exact moment here where things are starting to unfold. The problem is most of us either don't know it or trying to ignore because we're afraid or fearful of what's coming in the earth. And I'm not saying we should get so captivated in all that junk, because that, I just read to you what we're supposed to do with it, but you should not ignore the facts. First of all, you know we just came through a worldwide plague, COVID, and now we got monkeypox that are now, have you seen the pictures of monkeypox, the boils? First it says it's attacking homosexuals as, a, as an endpoint, but it's now being spread into the general population. But monkeypox has got boils all over their body, it's really an ugly thing. How about the weather that's gone crazy? Kentucky, how many? We've had a lot of weather conditions, but the increasing conditions of floods and and droughts in different places. Earthquakes, since 2004, 8.0 greater earthquakes have struck with both greater frequency and with severity. Since 2004, they, now we've got better tracking system, but they said, no, even with that, you listen to the seismologists, they'll tell you, we're on an increasing number and a severity of their increase. Inflation, anybody notice anything there? <laughs> Food prices. I went and I spent almost $300. The other, I said, how can this, did you look at the meat prices? Do you, I mean, it's, it's wild. This thing that, uh, What's, co- how about lawlessness? You can't help but turn on the news and what's going on in some of the cities and the lawless behavior that seems to be, in fact, they're now posting signs. Even at Duke Medical, don't be belligerent and lawless to our people here. It's, it's cr- crazy. Flying on planes, what, what's going on with people's hearts right now? What, what is going on in all the lawlessness? The craziness that's happening Debt, the US debt has just gone to 30 trillion dollars, over 30 trillion dollars. That means that every individual in the US legally now owes, you and I owe, 91,852 dollars each if we were to pay that debt down. 91,000 dollars, 30 trillion dollars. We are a debtor nation. China is buying up around our military bases they are, we got Gates who's bought over 270 million, no, 270,000 acres of farmland out in the middle of the world. What, what's going on here? The, des, the des, description for the new world order. We need a new world order. We need to reduce all boundaries and sovereignties of states and nations so that we have one world order. Cashless society. Israel just became, I think, the first. They said they are now no longer gonna use cash, so it has to be cashless. More people are living outside of marriage for the first time than in marriage. More people have, are no longer attending church from the beginning of when they started keeping statistics about church attendance. There are now more people living not going to church than ever before, and it's in a downward trend. The giving by believers is down at one of its lowest levels of giving. Strong signs in the heavens. Have you seen the pictures from NASA that came back in the last two weeks? Strange signs, discoveries, the asteroid. They're now saying there could be an asteroid that could come and if it hits the ocean, it'll cause a tsunami that'll wipe out the East Coast. It's one of the predictions if it happens. They're trying to figure out how would they intercept an asteroid that's coming to us. One passed pretty close. How would we intersect that either with a nuclear weapon or something to try and blow it apart? They're trying to figure out how to intercept what could be what's coming in the earth. War in Europe, again. Iran, North Korea. We know now that they're within weeks, Iran is within weeks, they have fissile material of sufficient capacity to make several dirty bombs and within a few months of installing that on an ICBM. So we know that they've also said they will destroy Israel as soon as they get it. I have quotes here, I'll read it to you probably in a few minutes if I have time. The rise of China, it now, China's navy is now surpassed the size of the US navy. This week, I don't know if you heard it, but when Ms. Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, third in line for the presidency, said she was gonna go visit Asia and stop in Taiwan. The Chinese foreign uh, leader came out and said, if you go there, we will, and you, you escort her plane with fighter jets from the U.S., we will intercept them, and if necessary, we will shoot them down, because we consider this an invasion. A free nation of China in Taiwan, I've been there, when I worked for General Electric, we sold them a nuclear plant, and so this is that place where they came out and said, China said, quote, if you play with fire, you will get burned with fire, threatening, is that good news? It's news, it's news, it's news, right, it's like, Okay, so Lord, what's what is what is going on? What's the, What is the environment that we're facing? I want to plant a couple other things. In natural gas discoveries in Israel, the Eastern Mediterranean offshore, the market value of what they have just found—they discovered it in 2009 and another field in 2010. So within 10 or 11 years ago, Israel finds one of the largest reserves of natural gas estimated to be worth 90 billion dollars of natural gas. Seven trillion cubic feet are right off the shore of the Mediterranean. They are now selling natural gas to the Arab neighbors and they're sitting there they have shifted the whole Israeli economy with this. Just keep that in mind when you look at where this is going. It's estimated to last at least 37 years of provision at the current usage rate. July 15th, President Biden is in, is in Bethlehem and makes a discussion and a, holds a, a conference with the PLO leader and he stands up and he says, we support, this is the first time he's ever made this statement as a president, we support a two state solution dividing Israel for land distribution back to the 1967 boundaries when the 67 war took place now, if you knew the pri- prior prime minister Netanyahu, well, several prime Min- Netanyahu who served, um, he said, "We will never agree with that." If you look at the 67 boundaries, that surrenders the Golan, which was recognized by President Trump, right? And also is the very defensible. You go to the Golan Heights over the north, looks into Syria. There's no way they can surrender that. In fact, if they did, the boundaries between Jordan and the ocean would be so small they'd never have any protection. Is never that's you watch. I'm prophesying that will never happen by Scripture ever. They also talk he also didn't say this but he alluded to the separation or the splitting of Jerusalem between the Arabs and the Israelis. When Arab when the when the in the 67 day 1967 war the Israelis took back Jerusalem and they were no longer under gentile control. This is important when we read the scriptures here in a minute. In response this week no, it was last week in response to the new acting Prime Minister of Israel, Yair Lapid, who came out pretty strongly against the Russians and said, what the Russians are doing in Ukraine is war crimes. So the Foreign Minister, who now is the acting Prime Minister, there'll be an election in Israel in October, um, he came out and said, these are war crimes. The, the Russians responded to that and what they did is they shut down Aliyah of all the Jews leaving Russia this week. There's 165,000 estimated Jews still in Russia who have been making Aliyah, trying to come to Israel, and now they just shut that down and said, you're no longer gonna have them. Last week, three major leaders, the leader of Turkey, Erdogan, the head of Russia, Putin, and the Ayatollah met in Iran to start talks of an, of an alliance between those three nations. We already know that Russia's got troops in Syria. Two weeks ago, Russia attacked the Damascus International Airport, knocked out three of the runways, and then made a threat to Assad, who's the prime minister, the leader, the dictator of Syria, that says, if you continue to arm and allow arms to come in from Iran to arm the proxies of Iran in Hezbollah in Lebanon and the troops in, the rebels in Syria, we will level and assassinate you and take out your palace. And they showed pictures of his northern palace and also his other indoor palace, which is somewhere closer in the city. So you have Russian fighter jets dropping weapons in Syria. Russia came out and said, you better stop because there are Russian troops there. So pastor, you got any good news? I'm just, again, I'm reporting facts, and reporting current events because one of the things that we know from scripture is that anyone who tries to divide the land of Israel, anyone who tries to divide the land of Israel. Zechariah 12:9. for on that day I will begin to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. You name for me one nation, any superpower that has ever came against Israel, and where are they today? Read, they don't exist. In fact, all the superpowers, even in our own day, when 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 the British decided to do something with Palestine back in the early 1900s, they ceased to be a superpower. There's a book written, I've ordered it, Eye to Eye, Facing the Consequences of Dividing Israel by William Koenig, Eye to Eye, Facing the Consequences. It lays out the 10 most, costly. this is the US, we've got presidents who have decided to push this trade land for peace. When Israel, I, I met with the lieutenant colonel from the IDF forces when he was the one responsible for getting the 10,000 Jews moved out of Gaza in the south that now is part of the Palestinian territory area that now launches missiles into Israel. When we visited there, we we have to be careful because the missiles are flying from Gaza. Listen to what happened to our presidents and our nation every time they started talking transfer of peace and taking ground from Israel. The 10 costly insurance events in U.S. history the 12 costliest hurricanes in U.S. history, three of the four largest tornado outbreaks in history, two of the largest terrorism events in U.S. history, all began or occurred within 24 hours of a U.S. president, Bush Clinton, Bush Jr., applying pressure to Israel to trade land for the promise of peace, sponsoring major land for peace meetings, calling for a two-state solution. When I heard Mr. Biden say this last week, my heart went <gasps> Zechariah 2.8, this is the apple of God's eye, is Israel. It's not about the United States. If we, see, we hope we will exist, it is about Israel. It always has been. Genesis 12.3 says, those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. How does a nation that is dispersed from 2,000 years keep the same language, the same heritage, come back together and form a nation? Can a nation be born in one day? Isaiah 66, yes, 1948. So we see the promises of God and we better take note, we need some statesmen and women that understand prophetic voices in our government. In August of 2005, New Orleans was hit. My son-in-law lived there, has family there was hit by Hurricane Katrina. God's judgment, a Cat 5, 1,800 deaths, $125 billion. Right around the same time that our president was pushing that and IDF was removing Israelis from Gaza. 2003, the Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, who agreed and proposed in 2004 and began the withdrawal of Israelis from Gaza in 2005, was Quickly hit and spent eight years in a coma and then died. Yasser Arafat died, not right away, but after he's the PLL who negotiated this. Yitzhak Rabin, who worked on the Onslow Accords in 1993 with Mr. Clinton, was assassinated. So, this idea of trading land for peace, it sounds good, but it's not biblical and I don't believe it's ever gonna happen. And so, uh, again, these are facts. We're just looking at what was being done and what were the consequences of that. So in Bethlehem, this is the article where Mr. Biden says he believes in a two-state solution back to the pre-1967 lines and all the concerns associated with that. The uh, Christians in defense of Israel We know now for sure, the IAE has come out and said that the Iranians have 95 pounds of highly enriched uranium and they can make several crude nuclear bombs. It's no wonder that they started giving out information in New York City a couple weeks ago. What do you do in the event of a nuclear blast in New York City? What do they know? These are the quotes from the Iranian leadership the Iran's superior leader, Ayatollah al-Khamenei, Israel is a mal- malignant cancerous tumor that has to be removed and eradicated. The leader of the Iranian Ayatollah khamenei also said, we will turn Tel Aviv and Haifa into rubble. Quote, unquote. Their lead general, Brigadier General Abazola Sikarchi, we will not back from the annihilation of Israel, not even one millimeter. You wonder why the Israelis say we will not let them get a nuclear weapon. We could be sitting right on the edge of this happening where there's a first strike. We do know that there's, um, Mossad is is inside Iran doing all sorts of things. I'll just leave it there. Does Israel have nuclear weapons? What does this mean when it says they will burn up their neighbors with nuclear, with fire? The Samson option, and I've talked with others about this before in some of my visits, the Samson option is the name of some military analysts, authors have given strategy and deterrent strategy as a massive retaliation with nuclear weapons as a last resort against the country whose military has invaded and or destroyed much of Israel. Commentators also have employed a term to refer to that situation as non-nuclear, bunker bombs and bunker busts. Samson, you know who he was, right? (laughs) He destroyed himself but also pulled down and destroyed his enemies in the midst of it. So Israel no longer is denying the fact that they have somewhere, the estimates are, 90 nuclear warheads and the ability to make at least 200 and they they have them equipped also for cruise missiles. Okay, so what's the good news, pastor? You have any good news about this stuff? I do. He's coming soon. Yeah. So let's let's find out. First of all, there's a couple of scriptures that are really I think uh worth speaking. Um he tells us that he doesn't Hold back from any of the prophets. He doesn't do anything that he doesn't first tell the prophets, right? Amos 3 8. So he tells the prophets what he's going to do. Let's turn there for a moment. Amos 3 8. Go back to Amos, one of the minor prophets. It's also a really good scripture in verse three. Amos three, three says, can two walk together without agreeing? Right, so how do you walk together? You ever try to walk with someone who's going in a different direction with you? In a sack race, how does that work, right? It didn't work too well. So how can two walk together unless they are agreed? And verse seven says, indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. So he tells, and I just have in your handout, if you don't have your handout, we want to get you one. I think we have more out there. I entitled the message, When All These Things Begin to Happen, Stand and Look Up. It doesn't say get in your recliner and sit back and relax when you start to see these things happening. When you stand and you look up, it's like he also multiple times, watch, look. So when you're standing and you're alert and you're looking up because your redemption is drawing near, this is that place where you better be awake. You better know what's going on so that you're prepared and you can tell others, tell your loved ones because it's gonna get interesting in a hurry. And I sure hope, I'm a pre-trib guy. I've had arguments with one of my spiritual sons. I think I'm convincing him, but anyway. Um, I'm a pre-tribber, so that I believe God's gonna take us out, that Revelation 3.10, he says, because you have persevered, I will keep you from what is coming on the whole earth to try them. Now I know there's other scriptures that others use, so whether you're pre-tribber, post-tribber, mid-tribber, no-tribber, it's all gonna work out if you're a believer, amen? Okay, how, uh, from God's perspective in eternity, how many years are a day? 1,000. Okay, Second Peter says, 1,000 years is a day with the Lord. So when you look at this from, from our perspective, we look, you know, 60, 70, 80, you know, we're really kind of limited in what we look at. But if you think about this, about uh, two and a half days ago, a prophet named Ezekiel said what was gonna happen in the last days. Two days ago, Israel was trampled down by the Romans in 70 AD and dispersed to all the nations two days ago. But we look at it and it's like, wow, that's a long time ago, where is God? Well, that's what the naysayers in Peter said, where is he? And so we wanna keep from this framework when God writes to the prophets and they align, when all these things, that's why, I don't know if you've ever read the commentaries by uh, Josh McDowell, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, he, he did a probabilistic study on all the things in Scripture to prove it was wrong, and he loaded it in computers and did, I think came out the 10 to the 27th power that these things could not have occurred in any other fashion but by a super being who aligned it all, and he got saved. Go ahead, look it up, Josh McDowell, Evidence that Demands a Verdict, you can look at it. And so it's like if you're, if you're a nerd or you like some stuff that, you know, scientifics, He takes all the prophecies written over several thousand years by all different authors and it all coincides in the same event. The probability of that being true is so, being untrue is so unprobable um, you'd have to miss it in order to, it takes too much faith to believe in all this non-God stuff. Okay, uh, let's look at our outline. Let's actually turn to Luke 21, let's begin there. Oh, Lord, I'm losing time. Praise God. Okay. We may pick up this encouraging word again at another time. All right, Luke 21, verse 1. While Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, the poor widow has given more than all of the rest of them for they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. So they get this picture, of sitting there, he's kind of just watching the offering go through, they taking and putting there, and Jesus makes this comment to his boys, and then they make this comment to Jesus. Some of the disciples began talking about, look at the majestic stonework, you know how many years it took? You ever see the stones of the temple? How big, how, they don't have any heavy equipment to move all that stuff is like, are you for real? How do you do that, right? So they're looking at all the majestic stonework, the beauty of this thing, and then they're looking at the artwork, the memorial, the memorial decorations on the walls. But Jesus said, so they're looking at, wow, look how beautiful that is, Jesus. And he said, yeah, the time is coming when all these things will completely be demolished and not one stone will be left on top of it, another. Verse 7, teacher, when will this happen? What sign will show us that the things are about to take place? He replies, don't let anybody mislead you. What's coming? And then wars, rumors of wars, miraculous signs in the heavens. I won't read this because of great persecution. When Jerusalem, verse 20, when Jerusalem is surrounded by armies, you'll know that the time of destruction has arrived. Look at uh, verse 24. You'll be killed by the sword. You'll be sent away as captives to the nation. That happened for 2,000 years. Then the Holocaust came under Hitler, right? More pogoms in Russia, pogoms in, in Spain. Until the period of the Gentiles comes to an end, Jerusalem will be trampled down until the time of the Gentiles has come to an end. I believe that could be fulfilled in the 1967 when they took it from Jordan in 1967. Now Jerusalem, of course, you know what happened. Mr. Trump went ahead and recognized Jerusalem as the legitimate capital of Israel. He also recognized the Golan, et cetera, as legitimate territory. Roaring seas, strange tides that are coming upon the earth. The heavens will be shaken. All these things begin, look at verse 28. So when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up for your salvation is near. Then he gave an illustration of a fig tree or any other tree. When you start to see the leaves coming out, you know, what does he say, that the spring is near? Then he goes on and says, you're not gonna know the day or the hour, but you'll certainly know the season. There's several places in scripture, Israel is called the fig tree. Remember in that place in Romans 11, we've been grafted in as the wild bunch to the, the natural olive tree. This idea that, Israel, that the church has replaced Israel as replacement theology is a bunch of bogus garbage. It does not line up with scripture and those denominations that are saying that, better go read the book. And so we don't, we have, the church has not replaced Israel. Now, is Israel, no, have they come to the fullness? No, but it says in Romans 11, it says, when the fullness of the Gentiles has come or the exact number of Gentiles has come in, all Israel will be saved. There's a Gentile clock of those being saved, I believe, just like the dead clock, and all of a sudden there's a number that Father has that says, okay, now it's time. And you listen, my wife and I support Mayos, the church supports Mayos, they are a group. We get their paperwork and, and from Israel. The growth of the Christian faith among the Jews in Israel is tremendously growing, tremendously growing. And so we're at that place where it's becoming more and more. Where Years we'd go there, I remember talking with Neil Blake's man, you couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden now, boom, things are coming about. So I want us to see when all these things, he says, watch out. There's a scripture in verse 24, he says, I tell you the truth, this generation, 30, I'm sorry, number 32, verse 32 of Luke 21, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus, I thought he always, t- but he wanted to emphasize this. King James says, I, I, I tell you, listen, This generation will not pass from the scene until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will disappear, my word will never disappear. Watch out, don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing, drunkenness, worries of life. Don't let the day catch you unaware like a trap for the day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might Be strong enough to escape these things coming, the horrors, and stand before the Son of Man. It doesn't get any stronger than that. Jesus is saying, you better wake up, folks, and look about what is happening so that you're not caught partying somewhere or doing something with the cares of life that have no eternal value. Keep awake. Keep awake, tell others, spread the word. Okay, I've gotta fly through this. so number one there, biblical signs that are converging. These things are now just starting to converge at a rapid rate. And I didn't put in half of the prophetic stuff that Daniel spoke about, knowledge shall increase. Right now knowledge is increasing, I believe it's every nine months because of the computer capabilities that are happening. He said they would run to and fro in the earth and, so, and the knowledge would increase. Okay, Jesus told us what the signs were. I listed Luke 21, Matthew 24, Mark 13. The Apostle Paul tells us the signs of the last days in 1 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 3. He goes on and says they'll forbid to marry. They'll be listening to doctrines of demons. They'll say it's not not necessary to, to be married in life. They'll listen to itching ears. The fact that we have now infiltrated the church system with so much compromise, so much justification, Look, the word says that adultery, immorality, perversion, drunkenness, gossip, slander, hatred, homosexuality, these are all sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 those who do them shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were like this, but you're not like that anymore. So, at any time we start dumbing down sin and making it acceptable, but I believe, I heard a, a saying, I believe this. I, I heard this recently. A pastor, I think, from New York City was talking about, it. he says, well, we be, I believe we've crossed the line. When we start bringing perversion to the schoolhouse steps, we have crossed the line. Some scriptures, woe unto you. Woe unto you who leads one of these little ones astray. It would be better for you to have a millstone around your neck than never have been born. There's a group, this makes me almost wanna throw up, MAP, this is this minor attracted person. They're endorsing pedophilia. The intention of all this is to get at our kids. And if we don't stand up and elect people to boards that are going to say no, that's not happening on my watch. When we've got drag queens, I'm about ready to get really. When we got drag queens listening, sharing. You got bearded men dressed up as women sitting in a library sharing to children about this kind of perversion. It's happening in the schools. If you look at the one who's going to run for governor in this state. He exposed, he went and took the, the books that are at that grade level and brought them in front of me. He says, you can't show that, that's pornography. That's being shown to our kids. And if we don't get upset about it, we don't stand up and say, look, this has gone far enough and we, are, we, we unelect these jokers out. Well, pastor, you're getting very political. You're right, I am. Yeah. And it's time for us to stand up and do something about it. Because you know what, our children are under assault right now. I'm asking you please, if you're not registered to vote, go get registered to vote. If you don't know how to do it, go see some people. Bruce, raise your hand, Jody, raise your hand. Go see some people that know how to do this. They will help you in the process. Because I'm telling you, this thing, we are being so complacent. We've got denominations that are are agreeing to all the perversion that is creeping in. And they're lying statistics. Go get the truth about how many people are in this lifestyle. It's all inflated. And I think a lot of the folks are standing up saying, you know what, I'm s- live and let live. Okay, but don't bring your garbage across my boundary. And don't you touch my children or my grandchildren. It's time to stand up and say no. And there is a cost to that. I get it. Right now, they... They just this week, the Canadian pastor who refused to bow his knee and spent months and months in jail, arrested I think nine times, their court released him yesterday and not able to do any more to him. We need some folks that are going to stand up and say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of you telling me separation search of church and state. It was not like that in the beginning, it's a lie. So stand up and let's count. Let's count. Get, get registered. Start telling people. Get your voice out there. Get to know this word. Well, pastor, isn't that not loving? The word says. It's not my opinion. The word says. And you'll stand before for him just like I will, and you'll give an account for what you did with this word. And I'm done milking this down any further. I'm telling you, it's time for us to say, listen, sin is sin. That's, and you're not the definer of that. He is, he's God. This is not a democracy, it's a theocracy and that king is coming back. I just gave you enough statistics that says he's coming back. He is coming back and so we wanna be ready. We wanna be ready when he comes and my responsibility is to help you and me get ready because Ezekiel says if I don't tell you the truth, your blood's on my head. But if I tell you the truth and you wander off, your blood's on your own head. So I'm responsible for me and my family. But I'm also, as this pastor of this house, I'm going to do the best to tell you the truth. So let's stop hiding in the bushes. Let's get out and stand up. I'm serious. We got to do it. And this election is really, really critical, what's coming down. Oh, man, we're after 12 already. I didn't even get to, we'll pick this up. But I would love you to read the rest of this. Look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel 38 and 39 it I mean the alignment that happened this last week with the Iranian leader the Russian leader and the Turkish leader when you look at the prophecy done 2,500 years ago in the latter days in the last days I'm going to send a hook on this guy and I'm going to pull them from the north go north of Israel you got Turkey and you got Moscow and he takes them from the far north, and he brings them against my nation Israel, and there's gonna be fire, and I think it's nuclear fire, because you look at it, I've given you what the weapon systems are and the capabilities of both us and them. This thing is coming down to a showdown. The kings of the east are preparing. China wants to eat our lunch. (laughs) Unless we get some people in the government that are gonna stand up and say, what about the United States, and what about righteousness, and what about God? What about God back in our schools? What about it? It's time for us to say, come on, get lined up and stand up. Stop hiding in the bushes. There's a distant war coming. My rabbi friend has told me, Ezekiel 17, there is a war coming that will completely demolish. The prophecy stood in that says Damascus will be no more. It'll be a rubble. And you got the threats happening right now. So read Ezekiel. The 38, this prophecy, you, it's hard to miss the alignment, the exact nations he calls out in the alignment that are now meeting in an alliance, arming up Israel's enemies. <sighs> Zechariah, this, this will comfort your heart. After you get reading those, and you're like, oh God, there's a, there's a real war coming. Zechariah, chapter 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, it prophesies, What's gonna happen? It prophesies Jesus' first coming. He will ride a donkey colt in Jerusalem. It says one day Israel will look at the one they have pierced and mourn as if an only begotten son. They're gonna acknowledge the resurrected Christ. He promises the restoration of Israel from all the nations. You can't make this up, read it. Read the scriptures, please and get it in your spirit, turn off all the stuff that's, all the Facebook, whatever that stuff is, TikTok, rack um anyway. I'm telling you, this is not what we should be doing, people. Come on. It's not for us, it's not that. Get in the Word, because once you get in the Word, you'll be inspired by the Holy Ghost, like, you are really coming, and then you'll get out, and you'll want to tell people about the truth. So, I know I'm a little wound up, but I'm just like, uh, just like we got to do something different let me land this thing the bottom there it says keep alert the bottom of your handout keep alert that you may be strong enough to escape keep alert strong enough the only way you're strong enough is by the power of the holy ghost if he's not your first love and he's not the lord he's not lord at all and god I just pray I, I, I've been praying lord I you got to do such a work in me because I haven't always been a good friend. He says, I no longer call you servants, I call you my friends. And no greater love than this, that one would lay down his life for his friends. What do you say? I'll model that for you. I'll lay my life down for you. But will you lay your life down for me? Will you take up your cross daily and follow me? That's the daily death, which is maybe harder than the martyrdom. I don't know. I just pray when it all comes down, There will be a group, a remnant of people that he promised he would have that will stand and say, I love him and I'll never deny him. Let's stand and please read the scriptures. Please meditate on the scriptures this week. Okay, why don't you play that? The enemy has been defeated. I like that. We're gonna play that. So Lord, I just let's just kind of close our eyes and I know I've presented facts and I may not have all the pieces in the right places, but I, I know, Lord, there's sufficient revelation from the Holy Spirit that the voices are clear. He's coming back, he's coming back soon. This generation shall not pass, whether you targeted from 1948 when Israel became a nation or from 1967 when Jerusalem was captured what's the life expectancy what's the generation life? well the Lord told us 120 years but it says four square what three score and ten seventy so I, I don't know so whether you start the clock when I don't know but it also says that all people will see what's gonna happen when they attack Israel That could not have happened until CNN and BBC and Fox News and all of them were able to broadcast that from all over the world. We watch wars now on TV. That's another fulfillment of the prophetic. It's coming. It is so close. It is at the door. He is at the door. And when you see these things begin, when you see them begin, look up, stand, your redemption is very near. It's even at the door. So Lord, I pray right now that you'll make your people ready. If there's anyone here that you have never given your life to Christ, I can't give a message like this. If you've never surrendered your life to Christ, or if you don't know that you know that you know that you know that if you were to die tonight, your heart would have stop, and you don't know that you're going to heaven at that, you need to come right here. This is the day of salvation. He says, I will... Honor those who honor my name, but those who deny me before men, I will deny before men. There's no more denial. The lines are being very clearly drawn. If you need Christ in your heart today, you need to know that you know. Come on, come up here, stand. Don't be ashamed of him. He's not ashamed of you. Just wait a minute. amen so we're going to close out the service those listening by live stream don't hesitate to call into the church if you're searching for more I know some people come from other states and other nations listen in contact us we'll do our best to try to answer your questions and Lord as we come together men's group kingdom men kingdom women tomorrow night Lord as we come together Wednesday night trying to fully grab around the whole fivefold ministry. God, I pray for revelation that the mantles you want to release to your people in these last days will be activated in such a way there's a remnant that are burning ones. They are the burning ones. Let us burn for you, God. Let us be alive in you. The living stones of 1 Peter 2. God, I pray right now that you would release an anointing, that your people would fall more and more in love with you, God, as we realize you told us everything that would happen. And I thank you now. Be blessed. God bless you. Our newcomers, new visitors, if you like more information, please meet our team in the cafe. God bless you all. Thank you.